Well, welcome back. Hello, kia ora and konnichiwa from New Zealand. I'm bringing you my third ever podcast. Woohoo! My stock standard reply. Well, I hope you've been having a good week this week. My week's been a busy week. In a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to be doing something quite exciting. I've been doing children's church. I am going to be bringing my children's church to my podcasts. So you better hear what we get up to in class what sort of fun we have, what sort of games we play, and what sort of things that we learn. And then you'll get a whole new different perspective of what I'm doing and why I'm doing this. But as it is at the moment, I think I shall just carry on with the Psalm 91. I hope you've been reading that psalm and praying that psalm over your family. Because as I told you the other day, it is a very important psalm. So what I thought I might do is I might actually just break it down a little bit for you so you can get a bit more of a revelation on it, a bit more of an understanding on it so that it becomes more personal because when you have a revelation of something when you understand something like you know that you know that you know it's completely different to saying you know of something or you know about something but when you know it inside deep down that is where the power of God lies it's called faith expectation and I would even go as far as to say as it becomes wisdom to you no longer knowledge the difference between wisdom and knowledge is say you live in a city and you've got your gps on and you're going from one address to another and the gps tells you you turn right up at the set of lights and then you turn left at the set of lights now you have the knowledge that you turn right at that set of lights and then you turn left at the set of lights but until you've actually been through that set of lights you only know about them because when you go through that set of lights you start to learn some things that there's a lot more traffic on the right hand lane than there is on the left hand lane for example so next time I come to this right turning light I should perhaps get into the left hand lane instead of the right hand lane because the right hand lane tends to get blocked up another thing would be that you know you turn right and then you turn left but until you actually turn right and turn left you don't realize that there's actually potholes on the left and that there's a driveway with kids that play around it at the bottom of it about two or three doors up on the left hand side which you need to be aware of because the kids come out on their push bikes often now knowledge will tell you you turn right at the lights and then you turn left but wisdom will tell you more and the huge difference is that wisdom is you know that you know that you know you've been there you've done that you've experienced experienced it you know that there's a pothole on the left hand side you know that children come tearing out of the driveway on push bikes two or three doors up and you know that the right hand lane tends to get blocked up a lot quicker than the left hand lane so that's a completely different level of wisdom which your gps says you turn right and turn left but wisdom will tell you you turn right back into the left lane as you're going along that section of road make sure you watch out for those kids that come tearing down the driveway and watch out for that big pothole. You know that you know that you know that that pothole is there. Knowledge will never tell you that. Experience leads you into wisdom. So what am I getting at? The fact is, I'm giving you knowledge about Psalm 91. I'm giving you knowledge about the devil. I'm giving you knowledge about Satan, about the enemy, about principalities and about powers and about things that we should do in order to have our lives go well. But until you experience it and believe it and walk through some things, that's all it'll ever be, knowledge. 
in order for you to gain wisdom on Psalm 91, you need to be praying that over your family, you need to be praying that over your friends, and you need to be seeing results. And then you know that you know that you know that God is actually defending you, God is actually looking after you, and God is actually real, and God actually loves you. So that's my plan. We're going to give you some knowledge, you're going to put it into practice, and become wise. But still it is, and always will be, a choice. You can choose to pray Psalm 91, or you can actually choose not to. So I'm suggesting you get this knowledge, choose to exercise it, and learn wisdom and gain in your understanding. So we'll just give a bit of a breakdown of Psalm 91, verses by verses, so you have a bit more of a knowledge of how it works, so that you can gain some wisdom for yourself on what it all means and why it's so important. So the first two verses, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will find his rest under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. So there is a suggestion. He who dwells in my secret place of the Most High shall abide. In other words, spend time, hang around, get used to it under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. There is a condition here. And the condition is, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and abide under the shadow of the Almighty, you can say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. He will defend you. He will protect you. But you dwell with Him first. You abide under the shadow of Him first. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. So as you can see, there's conditions. So surely he will deliver you from the fowler's snare and from the perilous pestilence. What does that mean? That means that someone or something is out there to trap you. The fowler, the devil, and pestilence. And perilous things desire to come against you and consume you and destroy you. Just like the nature of the devil, which we were talking about in the other podcast. But he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Basically means that he will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. He will defend you. He will be your shield. He will be your rampart. A rampart is the great big walls that go around a castle. A protecting wall. Keep you inside and keep you safe. And because God Almighty is keeping you safe, you will not be afraid of the terrors of night, the evil things that are happening around you, nor the arrows that fly by day. Arrows, what are they? Arrows are things that are attacking you. They are an attack mechanism. One way or another, the arrows of life fly from the enemy to try and destroy you. And there's pestilence. There's terrible things that walk in the darkness. Sickness, disease, destruction that lays waste in the middle of the day. That's like a whole city is being taken over by wickedness and destruction. But through it all, God is faithful. His shield will protect you. He will build a wall around you and keep you safe. And a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. In other words, the people around you may be affected, they may get sick, they may get attacked, they may get uh, horrible things happening to them, but it doesn't have to happen to you. 
so long as you get your wisdom and your faith out there of this important psalm. So when you dwell in his shelter, and you abide under his shadow, and you take refuge and trust him, he will defend you, no matter what destruction falls around you. Terrible things happen every day, but if you listen to God's voice, and because you have made the Lord your refuge, my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place, where you spend your time, then no evil shall befall you. No disaster will come near your dwelling. You will be protected. You will be safe. And how will you be protected? How will you be safe? Because he will give his angels charge over you to keep you safe in all your ways. In their hands, these angels shall bear you up. They'll lift you up. They'll protect you. They'll surround you. At least you dash your foot against a stone. In other words, stumble and fall. Now here's another part of the promise. If you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, if you abide under his shadow, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the great lion and the serpent. Who is that? The devil, Satan, the enemy that is out to destroy you. You will trample on him. He will be under your feet. You will be the head and not the tail. You will be in control, not him. You have the authority, but to have the authority, you need to have the wisdom and understanding to yield it. Now here's another part of it. Because you love him, because you love him, then he will deliver you. He will lift you up. You can call upon him, and he will come. He will answer. He shall come, and he will be with you in trouble. He will deliver you from trouble, and he will honor you, honor the words that you speak. And with a long life, he will satisfy you, and he will show you his salvation. In other words, you will know what salvation is. You will know that you have been saved. You will know that you know that you know that you have been defended. You will know that you know that you know that God is on your side, looking after you and protecting you externally. He will provide you things that nothing on this earth can provide. You can lie down and rest at night and not feel threatened or worried or concerned if you abide in him and listen to his voice. The devil may come against you, but you will tread upon him because you have the authority. You have the dominion which has been taken from us, but Jesus has given it back to us. So go on to the story time, and then I'll tell you another story about Psalm 91 and how it has affected physically and reality some people's lives. Thank you. Welcome back to Radio G3SUSFM, found on your radio dial at 777FM. Boy, have we got a lineup for you today. Join us now for Storyboards. The Story of the Star and the Wise Men For some time after Jesus was born, Joseph and Mary stayed with him in Bethlehem. The little baby was not kept long in the stable, sleeping in a manger, for after a few days they found room in a house, and there another visit was made to Jesus by strange men from a land far away. In a country east of Judea, and many miles distance, were living some very wise men who studied the stars. 
One night they saw a strange star shining in the sky, and in some way they learned that the coming of the star meant that a king was soon to be born in the land of Judea. These men felt a call of God to go to Judea, far to the west of their own home, and there to see this newborn king. And they took a long journey with camels and horses, and at last they came to the land of Judea, just at the time when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. As soon as they were in Judea, they supposed that everyone would know all about the king. And they said, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? In the east we have seen his star, and we have come to worship him. But no one knew of whom they asked had ever seen this king, or had heard of him. The news of their coming was sent to Herod the king, who was now a very old man, and he ruled the land of Judea, as you know, under the emperor at Rome, Augustus Caesar. Herod was a very wicked man, and when he heard of someone born to be a king, he feared that he might lose his own kingdom, and he made up his mind to kill this new king. He sent for the priests and the scribes, the men who studied and taught the book of the Old Testament, and asked them about this Christ for whom all the people were looking for. And he said, Can you tell me where this Christ, the King of Israel, is to be born? They looked at the books of the prophets, and then they said, He is to be born in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come forth one who shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod sent for the wise men from the east, and met them alone, and found from them at what time the star was first seen. Then he said to them, Go to Bethlehem, and there search carefully for this child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, so that I can come and worship him too. Then the wise men went on their way toward Bethlehem, and suddenly they saw the star again, shining upon the road before them. At this they were glad and followed the star until it led them to the very house where the little child was. They came in, and there they saw the little one, with Mary its mother. They knew at once this was the king, and they fell down on their faces and worshipped him as the Lord. Then they brought out gifts of gold and precious perfumes, frankincense and myrrh, which were used in offering sacrifices, and they gave them as presents to this royal child. That night, when they were once more outside on the road, one of them spoke, saying, I think that it will be well for us not to see anything of Herod again. I had a dream. The others agreed with him quickly. They had had a dream too. God sent this dream to warn us that Herod is dangerous. Herod means to harm the child. Let us find some other road back home. And so they decided at once to make their way home by another way. They obeyed the Lord's voice and found another road to their own country, so they didn't have to pass through Jerusalem where Herod was living. So Herod did not learn from these men who this child was that was to be born a king. However, because Herod never heard from the wise men again, he became exceedingly possessed with the thought of a new king rising, and he began to plot his wicked plans. He intended to hold on to his kingdom for as long as he was alive. He would not accept that a new king would one day take his throne from him. You're back now to the mix of J3SUSFM, found on your radio dial at 777FM. Here you will find Faith on the Earth. Well, welcome back. I hope you like the story. 
and you're starting to understand who this Jesus person is and where he has come from. Well, you know where he's come from now, but you haven't known where he's going yet. We're getting there. This is a journey. It's a progress. It's a work in progress. So as I said, I'll tell you a quick little story someone has experienced with this very Psalm 91. Several years ago, there was a, a young lady, and she was just a new Christian, and she was going to a house group. House group is where people learn about God within a house environment, with peers, fellow peers. And they were talking about Psalm 91. They were teaching her Psalm 91, going through the psalm and explaining its meaning and learning the psalm. And that night, as she was on her way home, uh, she had to walk a great distance through dark streets to get to where she was. She was going through this alleyway. And in the alleyway, there were these men came out and tried to attack her. Now, the funny thing, well, it's not really funny, but the funny thing that happened was she remembered Psalm 91. But all she could remember was the part about the feathers. And so she was going, feathers, 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 feathers. That's all she could remember. And you know what? The men that were attacking her, trying to attack her, fled, ran away, and left her alone unharmed. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. That is really cool. You see, God will meet you where you are. No matter how much knowledge or how little knowledge you have of him, or how much wisdom or how little wisdom you have of him, he will come to you and meet you where you are. You don't have to go to him and become some superhuman being to come into his presence. You just need to accept it. It's a gift. And there's another story, which is closer to home, because I know these people personally, is again about Psalm 91. I know this lady, and she was doing a baby dedication, which is basically a newborn baby comes up and people pray for her and dedicate her to the church that she's going to be raised in a Christian family and she's going to be looked after and she's going to be taught the word of God and blah, 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 blah. That's what that means. And generally the pastors pray for the people who are dedicating their babies and they pray for the baby. Well, this particular lady, this particular pastor, was praying for this baby, and she was praying Psalm 91 over this baby. She didn't know why. She just felt this is a bit unusual to be praying Psalm 91. I mean, because Psalm 91 is kind of about defending, about protecting. It's not about uh, blessing you and, and giving you nice warm fuzzies or anything like that. It's about protection. It's about defense against the enemy. And so she's praying the psalm, and then she gets to the part about protection, defending, keeping you safe, and about how no evil will befall you, no disaster will come near your dwelling. Like, she was being led by the Holy Spirit to pray this prayer, and she didn't actually know why she was praying it. It wasn't what she was planning, but this is what she was praying. And it turned out that, yes, she was praying for this particular baby that she was being dedicated to the Lord, but even more so, she was praying for a baby that was still in a mother's tummy. And this baby that was still in the mother's tummy, the mother was a sister of this lady who was having her baby dedicated. And this sister was pregnant. And in the next couple of days, she was going to have an abortion. She was going to get rid of the baby. She was going to get the baby killed and removed from her womb. That, by the way, is another wicked attack of the devil. It is not God, and it is not the best option. So this mother who was pregnant was not a Christian herself, but she was a sister of this mother who was having her baby dedicated. And the lady was praying for that baby that was still in her womb, that was still unborn, because she was going to have an abortion in the next couple of days. 
But as she was praying, the Holy Spirit was defending that baby, protecting that baby, keeping it safe from the deadly pestilence. No wickedness was come near that dwelling of that baby. And the mother of that child decided not to have the abortion. She was broken inside and she knew that she should not do this. She should not get rid of this baby. And she kept the baby. And now the baby has been born and the baby is several months old now, alive and well and kicking and happy and healthy and alive. And I'm guessing, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that the mother of that baby has become a Christian herself because she's seen the goodness of God in her life, even though wickedness was coming against her and she was going to succumb to it. She was going to fall under the spell of whatever the devil was weaving to destroy this child, but she didn't. So there you go. When you are led by the Spirit and you have the wisdom to understand it and work the Word of God, there will be significant results. That is what faith is. And you will see it in your life. But we all start off with knowledge and we grow in wisdom. So there we go. This is a very long podcast. And you'll hear from me again soon. Bye.